Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Just Films and That. This is the podcast that celebrates films we reckon might be underrated, underappreciated, or sometimes we just really, really wanted to talk about them. I am your host for this week, Alice Oliver. With me, as always, is Josh Hallam, and it was his turn to pick the film this week, and he chose Pride from 2014. So let's get to it. So then, Josh, you picked this week's film, Pride, from 2014, which is not about lions, which it's is not. what I initially so thought. Sorry. It's not about a pride I'm so, I'm, I'm of lions. I'm so sorry. I'm just so disappointed. <laughs> You've done it again. <laughs> it's another eagle versus sharks. Another eagle versus shark situation. <laughs> um, so, spoiler warning, listeners, if you haven't seen mm. this one. So, Josh, do tell us. What is Pride about and why did you pick it? Okay, so Pride. I'll tell you about Pride in just a minute. Before I do, I just want to direct everyone at home who's listening to our Patreon page. Um, if you fancy hearing a little bit more from us, there's a few tiers available. You can get loads loads of stuff there. Episodes a day early, extended episodes. You can suggest films, get in touch with us, all that sort of stuff. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash just films and that and have a look. But uh Obviously, listening is uh, massively appreciated. Then a support you can give us is, of course, appreciated. Anyway, Alice, Pride. Well, you may or may not be aware, but this is actually, I think, although I might be wrong, but I think it's our 150th episode. Wowzers. There we go, guys. We did it. What a milestone. Obviously, look, it's not 100, it's not 200 or whatever. Mm. So I didn't want to, you know, where if you're going to start doing every 50th, every 75th or every 25th, whatever, you, you... you, you, you know, it not becomes less special, but because it was 150th episode, I thought, you know what? I'm going to indulge myself a little mm-hmm. bit and I'm going to pick a film that I just love. Just wanted to talk about, which yeah. is a category that we do it sometimes, is, but is. not often. So this not is often. one that I just wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. Having said that, I looked into it and I actually think, look, it's not underrated, which we'll get on mm-hmm. to. It's very highly rated, both critically and by the audience. Right. But okay. Looking at the box office, I don't think ah. it did that well. So I'm going to say Ooh. it probably is underrated. That's because everyone thought it was about lions. That's everyone thought Went it was about to lions. the cinema. When they saw it wasn't, they probably just walked out. And they, they asked for their money back. <laughs> exactly. I wanted lions. I wanted um, lions. At the same time, the film Lion came out, which I think was in the same year as this. And that's not about lions either. So, Oh, my God. Um, I'm getting tricked left, right, and centre here. Anyway, so the other reason I picked it is because it sort of it feels quite relevant today. So it's a, a lot of it is about austerity. Um, half of it is set in most of it, half of it, more than half of it maybe, is set in Wales. Oh, lovely And I thought, lovely. I thought, 
Alice will love that. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, so I, I love this film. So I'm really mm. nervous to talk to you about it because if you hate it, I can take. Can you imagine? I, I can take a lot of stuff that you don't like. If you don't yeah. like this, it's going to really test me, right? So okay. sometimes, you know, it's nice to test yourself. So this is this is my go-to recommending a film. If someone says, oh, really? "Like I'm looking for a nice film to watch," what do you watch? Mm. I always go, "Be Sim Pride," mm. because you should watch it. Because it might, you know, I'm not saying I don't think there is a film out there that is for everyone, but I mm-hmm. love this film. It's definitely mm-hmm. one of my favorite films. It came up. Uh, on the Valentine's Day episode might have been in the Patreon I can't remember when we were talking about romantic films and our go-to films in, in our relationships and stuff like that and, and I said that this was one that my and my partner loved and we always come mm. back to so yeah so I picked it because I loved it um, the other question you asked me was what's it about which I have should probably have done first but anyway if you haven't seen Pride <laughs> it's set in the early to mid 80s and it's about the lesbians and gay uh, lesbian and gays support the Mayanas Alliance the LGSM uh, and a and a village of Welsh miners on strike during the miners' strike, who strike up and a, a sort of allegiance and support each other, and it's an ensemble cast, and that's pretty much what it's about. So it's exploring lots of issues around sexuality, identity, austerity, loads and loads, y- 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 overcoming adversity, all these all these different things. It is a real for me a real feel good film that I think is funny and heartwarming, and I just think it's lovely i think it is a brilliant <laughs> film anyway that's the longest i've ever gone on about why i picked a film and what's it about so <laughs> i'll let you off 150 guys had, had had you seen this one before i think it's obvious that i hadn't seen this one because you thought legit, it was about because you thought legit, it was about lions i thought it was about lions what am i getting confused with there born free maybe i know that oh, was that about lions there like is that? a there was a, an animated show called father of the pride was that about lions? Yeah, that was about lions. Okay, that was yeah. about lions. Okay. Yeah, I don't know where I got this from, man. Just like Pride of Lions, that's what so, bounced into my mind. But no, I hadn't seen it before. Well, I think we we, we knew you hadn't seen it, unless that was a yeah. really good double bluff about... Can you imagine? Um, I'm not that good. I'm not that good an actor. <laughs> um, so go on then. What did you think about Pride? Oh. I'm, fuck, I'm so nervous. Am I going to punch you in the bollocks? This is going to be... If you didn't like it, it's going to be bad gonna be bad uh no nah, i really loved it man oh, i really loved it of course i did of course oh, i did what i thought you know hook line and sinker you give social, me a film that's set in wales Come social on, justice <laughs> set in wales in the 80s yeah, yeah. with an 80s soundtrack i thought that's a oh, bit of yeah. that oh yeah i loved it i thought it was brilliant so what did you like then so I love the story. I think it's a fabulous story. So I always enjoy films that are based on real events anyway. There's just so much more at stake. And I find it, I find that I'm so much more emotionally invested than I would usually be. And this story in particular is such a fascinating part of British history. Mm. So it's gay history, it's Welsh history, and it's worker history all rolled into one. And it is a reminder of what can be achieved when people work together. So it's so easy to feel just utterly helpless when it feels like the government are taking the piss out of you. But this whole story kind of reminds you and lets you know that it is possible to get noticed and possible to make change. And for that reason, Josh, I found it a little bit inspirational and I Mm. definitely cried at least three times. Oh, the end (laughs) gets me every time. Yeah, it's heavy. You know what it is? It's when, for me, it's when the coaches all turn And he goes, he goes, you're going to have to go to the front. Because there's too many of you. And there's too oh, many like, of you. Oh, God, and then I when it does, it. And then it. when it does the wrap-up little code a bit of where they oh, all... sad, yeah. And you obviously realise, so obviously that. the main character... There isn't... 
So the, it's an ensemble cast, but if there is a main character, it's Mark Ashton, who's played Mark, by ben, yeah. ben Schnetzer, who I've never really seen anything else and is brilliant no, in this. Yeah. Um, there are not many, and I'm, not, I'm probably generalising here, right, but there's not many American actors who can do a convincing Northern Irish accent. Right, so I had no idea he was American. Exactly. So there's right. that. How, wow, many, how many films have you seen with American actors in doing Irish accents and you're like, oh, this is bad. I mean, yeah. like, should we talk about Ned Kelly? Should we Ned talk about Kelly Quigley down under? Like, going, going, yeah, going away from you know, going away from Irish accents. You know, I'm sorry, I know you love him, but Keanu in Dracula. Oh, I know. You know what I mean? Bad how many, well. how bad many time. bad accents have you seen? And he's brilliant mm. in this. So, mm. but but if you don't know, it's, it's obviously it's based on the true story of Mark Ashton, who is the who was the sort of spearheaded this movement to help out the miners in a bid to, like you say, work together to help them help help the Alliance raise awareness of all the different issues and all that sort of stuff. But he, he died, I think, when he was 26 or 27. Yeah, like, and it said like two days after he got his two HIV days, something diagnosis, like that, isn't it? was and it? It's, yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, dread, you know, it's just dreadfully sad, isn't it? Like, mm. you think about what he, what he could have gone on to accomplish. But then there's other characters in it, like Sean, who, um, I can't remember her surname, but she went on to be an MP for Swansea or one of mm. the Swansea constituencies. There's other what there's there's other ones as well. There's 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 a mix in this of real people who a lot of them are yes. still knocking around. If you look into it, they're mm. still doing similar things. Um, and then there's like characters like Bromley, who is George McKay's character, Bromley. who is not a real character. He's an amalgamation of people. Mm. And I think Paddy Considine's character is the same as well. So Paddy Considine plays Die, who's the sort of the guy who die the guy who they go to in Wales to set up this alliance between the lesbian and gay support the miners and the actual mining community. Mm -hmm. And I think he is an amalgamation of a few sort of civic leaders, you know, union leaders. Yeah. I might be wrong. And then there's a character called Carl who asks one of the gay characters to teach him how to dance. And then he's quite... And this might come up later when I've got a little treat for you, listeners. But <laughs> he he's meant to be symbolic of, like, the shifting attitudes yeah. of people in Wales. So, yeah, there was a lot of that going on. And I feel like you could really feel that. You could feel that there were real people mixed in with people who are meant to represent something. Because, yeah. like you say, there's so many characters and there's so much of this story to unpack so it kind of made sense to do it in that way, I thought. Yeah, I, th- I think so. I mean, you've, like, like we've already said, we've got an amazing ensemble cast in there. So you've got, like, you know, and we've already said Ben Schnetz and George McKay. You've got Andrew Scott, Dominic West, mm. Imelda Storm, Paddy Considine, Bill Nye, Russell Toby pops up at one point. There are other people in it who are probably for- who I've probably forgotten to mention. Um, there's a, just a fantastic cast. And all the cast mm. in it have their little moment to shine. They're mm. all... The, the all I don't I, I don't really know how I can tell this, but you know when you feel like you can tell that the cast really loved being in it, like oh, it's, I, like, I mean, the, it's so. like it's like it's like they I gave a so. shit. It's like the cast mm. gave a shit. Sometimes you watch a film, and you're like, everyone's not that bothered. Yeah, no one's having a good time. Yeah, here. everyone's cashing in, whatever, mm. and that's fine. We've touched on it before. Every, you know, people got to make money. People have yeah, got to make course, a living. Work, and, and, uh, yeah, and not everyone in every film is a millionaire. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Some people are just job in, job to job. But I think that the cast are great and there's the chemistry of the cast. It's like mm-hmm. you feel like, because there's a real mix as well of established British actors and people who are up and coming at the time and are still mm-hmm. up and coming. If you think of, like I said, Ben Schnetzer, um, Jesse Caves in this, Freddie Fox is in this, who are all people who are probably not yet household names, but they're certainly on you're certainly on an upward trajectory. And this film, I think, 
will be looked back on as, oh, if you watch this film, there's a lot of people who started in it. Mm. Which a lot of, you know, if you look at something like Trainspotting, a lot of people look back at that and go, of oh, course, you know, everyone course, got, or, or yeah. if you look at there is TV series as well, isn't there? If you look at um, uh, Our Friends in the North, which is a really famous one, which is obviously like Mark Strong and Daniel Craig got there starting and there's other ones as well like crackers one or there's there's loads of series like that where you look back and you go like anyone who's now a big british actor was in that <laughs> like it's like mm. it's like the bill in it like everyone is anyone who's british has probably been in the bill and i think i think this film will be looked back at one of them but do, don't you do, don't you think they do an amazing job of balancing all those characters yeah, yeah, certainly. And the whole thing feels so bold and vibrant mm. and that's really helped along by the characters as well because it looks fantastic and really sort of colourful in the way it looks but in the way that it's paced as well. So it's really fast moving because like I said, there's so much story to tell. There's so much to get into this short space of time and it's being propelled by this group of young, eclectic people. So it all feels very young and very fresh, even though mm. it's nearly 10 years old now. Um, but yeah, visually, like you've got some fabulous costumes and haircuts in there. And then when we're with um, LGSM, so the colours really pop. And then when we go over to the Miners' Centre in Onshoy and in Delhi Valley. It's just... <laughs> Grey, it's brown, it's beige, like in that mm. community centre thing. Like it's really, really muted and everything's sort of really, really downplayed. Um, and then along with this, kind of constructing this world, I feel like you've got some brilliant moments of tension. Mm. Like some of the moments in this are so tense. So it's like tension between different groups, between friends and family members or romantic couples. And I thought the film did such a good job at creating tension for so many different situations, mm. but then also evaporating the tension very quickly when it was then time to move on. I've got that exact same point. At no really? point, yeah, so at no point does it batter you over the head with the issue. So what it does mm -hmm. is, and I think a lot of films, a lot of films that deal with either darker subject matter in a lighter tone. Obviously, there's plenty mm -hmm. of films that deal with darker subject matter and social issues that aren't doing it in a light way, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But I... What I like about this one is it does it. The point for me hits home, but they, do, they don't labour the point. So what they mm -hmm. do is they have a lot of misdirection in there. So there's so many moments where, A, they find comedy in misunderstanding, mm -hmm. but not necessarily prejudice. Mm -hmm. You know, there's bits in it where, like, obviously... So it's around the time where a lot of the people in the village are have lived very sheltered lives. They're not necessarily aware of, of wider social issues. They all say things like I've never really met gay people before. And 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 there's so there are jokes about that, but it's not a there are jokes. So there's a moment in it where there's an old lady and she's talking to three of the lesbian characters. And she's like, Is it true what I've heard about lesbians? And they're all like, What? And she's like, You can't all be vegetarian. Mm. And like stuff like that. And it's obviously it's daft jokes, but but that point around sort of in not being informed and being ignorant but not necessarily being prejudiced really hit so like mm -hmm. there's there's a, a I love there are there are a lot of points uh, points in it where there's a lot of misdirection around where you think it's going to kick off oh yeah so there's a bit where the because they are all quite well read and they they're sort of you know more metropolitan they let the Welsh characters know that there's two lads who were in prison who were just being held illegally essentially mm. so they tell one of the characters she goes around and she she says to the police you know this is why you've got to let him go and they let him go and they're all in the hall together and and obviously there's the cat there are lots and lots of characters in this who are homophobic and who sort of walk out when they walk in and that sort of thing 
But there's a bit where one of the lads they get out of jail walks over to them and he's like, so you, you're the ones who got us out, are you? And he's like, yeah, mm. and you think, oh, fucking hell, it's going to kick off. And he just goes, so you'll have a pint, will you? Mm-hmm. Like that. And it's like, it's moments like that which I think make it so heartwarming. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. love the um, the North Wales joke to Andrew Scott's oh, character. Yeah, I wrote this down. Obviously, <laughs> I wrote this down. Brilliant. Don't be, so yeah. Don't we get playing... one for North Wales around here. Yeah, like, we don't mind the gays and we don't mind the lesbians, but don't you dare be bringing no one from North Wales down here. And then they all start laughing. But again, brilliant, because there is like this tension. I don't know how real it is. It's similar to the North-South divide in England, yeah. like the North-South North divide South in, Wales, yeah. in Wales. Yeah, you know, the North and the Mid-Wales obviously feel like it's all very Cardiff-centric and Cardiff get everything and all this, but very similar to England, how we just feel like London get everything as well. Mm. Um but then obviously they start laughing because ultimately, if you like, because she does it when um, Imelda Staunton's character does it when she she's on the phone to Gethin and she hasn't met him before. Oh, yeah. And she's like, oh, is that a Welsh accent I hear? And that is what we're like, though. Like, if I get, get wind that someone out there is Welsh, even a hint of a Welsh accent, I'm like, oh, where about you from? Like, it's like, and you get all excited. It's like being on holiday, though, isn't it? Yeah. You'll always yeah. be like, do you know who I met on holiday? Somebody who lives two towns away. And you're like, yeah. like um, yeah. we were in Malaga or like whatever. And it's like... <laughs> oh, honestly, Josh, I've got to... And listen, I've got to just tell you this quick story. I'll try and keep it short. But basically, me and my brother were on holiday in one of the islands off the coast of Spain. I can't even remember which one it was. Or it might have just been South Spain. I can't even remember. Um, but we were on a coach, right? And someone leans over to my brother <laughs> and goes, excuse me, are you the manager of Flint Town FC? And he was like... Yeah, I am. <laughs> this fella had recognised him from the weekend football because my brother's in, he does his football. He's coach, yeah, manager, yeah. whatever. He's always doing different things. Um, and that, that was just the craziest, <laughs> like craziest moment. Here we are, like in South Spain. It's like, oh, you're the manager. What if I just said to the goalkeeper? Oh, so funny. <laughs> Mad moment that. But yeah, it was exactly like that. I love it. I love Welsh humour. I love the Welsh jokes. I love it all. Oh, that's um, great. Like you said about the cast there as well, it's not just the cast, but all the characters, nearly all the characters, there's like one who's a bit of a dickhead, but nearly all the characters are so likeable. Mm. And even some of the more homophobic characters, towards the end, they let go of some of their prejudices and become more accepting. And so it's really nice to see that growth happening from them. Um, And in terms of like some of the other character developments, so Mark, who we've touched on, so he's like the co-founder, isn't he, of LGSM? Yes, yeah. So at the beginning of the film, he's sort of, he is quite confident and he gives these very impassioned, like grand speeches to just the other members of the group. So people that he's friends with and people that he's really familiar with. But then he gets put on stage in front of the miners in in Wales, Mm. in that community centre. And he gets really nervous and he doesn't articulate himself that well. And you sort of see him go into himself a little bit. But then as the film goes, on he gets more and more confident tries to make again. a uh, joke about judy garland doesn't he he said doesn't he say something like i'm gonna tonight my judy garland tribute act and no one yeah it's like it's flat just yeah just lead balloon in it yeah it falls flat and you can see that that sort of really really knocked him down i think um but then you've got sort of towards the end of the film he's presenting the pits and perverts gig mm. um so he's on center stage in front of like hundreds or thousands of people and he's just owning it so his journey is really interesting and he is quite a compelling character and then even more so because he is a real person who yes. lived and who actually did these things mm. yeah it's it's incredible like and it is a very, you know, it's a very informative film, isn't it? Like, I, until mm. I watched this, I had no idea. I, I knew about the minor strikes, but everything I know about the minor strikes, I know from talking to my parents about it, 
yeah. or seeing it in things like this or Billy Elliot or mm. other, you know, other sh- other other films and TV shows and stuff. So, and I quite like we, we sort of I know we, we've talked about this before. I quite like a film that teaches me about an issue. Oh, I love it! I but love being it, educated. Me, yeah, the film. yeah, I, I like it. So, so I, I quite like uh, you know. People think what they think about the royal family, but one of the things I really like, particularly about the earlier series of The Crown, is that it'll like it. It, it t- teaches me stuff that I'm like, oh my god, I never knew that. So mm-hmm. the episode that I that got me into The Crown was I wasn't really watching it. My partner was watching it. And I was playing on my laptop, and she started watching this episode about this big London fog thing that happened in the fifties, I think, where right. where a lot of people got injured and died. Oh my god! Why? Because of poor visibility. Because a, a massive fog cloud oh went over god. London, and I had never heard about it. No, we neither. Right, and you know, and and she always jokes because she always says that your laptop was just sort of slowly going down and down, and then eventually they shut it and was just watching it. <laughs> yeah, and it finished, like, and I, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm and it finished, and I went, oh, don't watch another one without me. I quite like to watch it, and yeah. then and then and then as it as it went on. You know, I found out more things, whether that be about the royal family or about history in general. That was like, oh, I quite like that. Um, mm. And, you know, this isn't a review of The Crown, but, you know, that's the sort of thing <laughs> that I quite like. And we've done other films. That I can't think of them straight off the top of my head, but we've done other films where you find out stuff that, like might be these little nuggets of history that you don't necessarily know about. Well, But it's good to find like, them out. In, well, like in The Heart of the Sea, the I had sea, no yeah. idea that Moby Dick was based on real events. I had no idea. It's funny, isn't it? Like not to get all sort of... Uh, philosophical or whatever when you i don't know mm. about you but when you're at school you can't stand being told to learn stuff oh no and then you get older and you're like oh i wish i had more time to read oh mate, mate <laughs> like, a free like, history lesson stuff? we used to go to school yeah. get free history lessons free french lessons yeah. free science lessons yeah. i'd give my right arm for all that exactly. now free lessons yeah yeah <laughs> instead of sitting at school when you're 14 going oh when are we going to piss about with the bunsen burners sir I know, yeah. <laughs> I hated history, and oh, now I I'm like, fucking school. hell! It's one of the it's one of the most interesting. It's so things interesting about isn't humanity. It? Yeah, yeah, it's so interesting. Um, but yeah, so so that's one of the things I like about this film is that you you do learn a little bit of something because we've all we you know we've seen stuff about the miners' strike before, and and that itself has been quite grim and gritty. And this is gritty in places, but it's not. You know, there is a sort of there, there's a bit more glamour to it, and there's a bit more pizzazz to it, and there's a bit more, I suppose, levity to it. You know, it's a little bit more lighthearted, and like like we've already touched on, there's real comedy in austerity. You know, there's a bit where they're all playing mm. bingo in the community, and they're playing for a tin of beef, a tin of corned mm. beef, or something like that, because obviously they're all they're all poor. And there's a bit where they're trying to talk, and an old Welsh lady just bollocks them. Mm. They don't care if you're gay or straight or whatever. Don't talk when the bingo's on. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. She wants that beef, man. <laughs> we'll move on now then to talking about anything that we didn't like about the film or perhaps anything that we would change. And Josh is a reasonable man. Uh, I do feel like there's probably not going to be loads in his list, but we're here to be balanced so I reckon you were probably able to find something. So go on, what you got? So, it was so difficult, you know. Okay. <laughs> I, I was really having a little battle with myself about how committed to am I to the to the structure of this podcast <laughs> versus my love of the film Pride. Mm. I came up with one thing. Okay, great. Go for it. Which is the scene where they all burst into song, does my tits in. 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Uh... So there is a scene in the community center. I think it's around Christmas time in the film where a oh, woman yeah. just stands up. A young woman stands up and starts singing. Okay, a, yeah. I think it's a, like a Welsh workers song. <laughs> yeah. Or it's a hymn or something mm. like that. And then everyone slowly stands up and joins in. And I was a bit like... <laughs> was that a bit too cheesy for you? <laughs> it was a bit too cheesy. I thought it was... And I might be wrong. I haven't looked this up. But I thought it was really clear that she actually wasn't an actor. Oh, as in, maybe it's just like, a singer. She's a singer. So yeah. it looked like the start of a rugby game or a football game where they get okay. a singer onto the national anthem, the way their eyes look around or the way their eyes may focus on one point to sort of get through that song, through the nerves mm. or whatever. And it's no criticism of her because it just was just seen clear to me that she was a singer. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. everyone joins in and it was just a bit jarring for me. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd never noticed it before. Mm when watching it but I like you know as we've said before when you look at it with a more critical eye you do sort of go all right that's a that's a bit weird isn't it yeah (laughs) um so so no other than that and and I was struggling with that but I must say I couldn't reconcile that in my head to be no this this scene's all right like I can't imagine such a well-written script and such a well-made film that at some point the team got together and went and and then they all burst into song in this bit Mm -hmm. and no one went is that not a bit jarring with the rest of the film Mm. Um, but that's all I could think of to be honest with you Um, what about you? so I do have three things in total uh, so we'll unpack those now I'm not going to break your heart though Josh they're not too severe the beginning, Um, the middle, the the end end, (laughs) Uh, and the name Pride, it's not about lions stop confusing me Um, so this 
this is a weird one because it's not necessarily a dislike, but I do feel like I should bring it up. So I felt like that due to the pacing of the story development and how many characters there are, you don't actually form that close an attachment to any of the characters. And there's mm. a bit of character development lacking here as well. So it's tricky because there's so much to unpack in the story. So I get why we needed to move forward at a fast pace because it's important to get all those plot points in there. But for me, it just felt like you didn't truly get to know most of the characters. And mm. I would say from my point of view, the emotional investment for me was really in the story itself and how that progressed mm. as opposed to any individual character. Like I said, it's not necessarily a criticism, but it is something that I noticed because it. I think you said this already before, there, there's no truly main character. Like not it really. Is a bit no. of an ensemble. They all sort of have equal like equal time on the screen, which again, isn't a bad thing, but just something I noticed. Um, another thing was the lack of Welsh actors among the core cast. Yeah. So I am not super sensitive about this. Acting is acting. Everyone's pretending. You can pretend to be Welsh. I don't care. But it feels worth mentioning that obviously Paddy Considine, Bill Nye, Andrew Scott and Imelda Staunton are all playing the main Welsh characters and none of them are Welsh. Um, yeah, so that was I think a bit interesting. A Where's Tracy Vance? Where is he? <laughs> well, Craig, is it El Craig Roberts from Submarine? He's in it. There's no reason he couldn't have been exactly. in it. Like, I think, or Timothy Dalton. Where or is Timothy he? Dalton. Yeah, uh, I, I think I think that's a fair point. At the end of the day, there was an opportunity there for that, and and they didn't do it. I know there's obviously an aspect of having to cast people with a draw, but I think I think that's a fair point. I get the impression that some of the less important or less prominent should we say characters are welsh oh yeah Maybe certainly i think a lot a lot of the miners a lot of the people in that community center in the workers center i definitely felt like a lot of those people were welsh mm. and because it was filmed in wales they probably it was probably easier to sort of grab them from cardiff swansea and the mm. surrounding areas christian bale he's welsh exactly of. where is he Whereas yeah. he could have been die. He'd have been a great Imagine die. if Christian Bale had rocked up in this as die. I know, yeah. What a surprise. <laughs> you know what? It might have distracted from it a little bit, you know? Yeah, might have distracted from it. <laughs> just <Yeah>. a bit. <laughs> um, so that was just something I noticed. I'm not going to be too sensitive about it. It's fine. Um, but just finally, so there was a little bit of exposition dumping. Um, okay. So this usually occurred when Mark was giving like his big grand talks to the rest of the group. Like he was really explicit in what he was saying. So just to kind of make sure that the audience were up to speed with everything that was going on. So it was a bit like, here's everything that's happened till now. And this is how we feel about it. So this is what we're going to do about it. And there was some really obvious dialogue and parts of the script. So like near the beginning, um, LGSM start making phone calls. I think to make contact with the mining community and people keep hanging up on them or telling them to go away and one of the characters says they don't want to take our money because we're puffs and I was like yeah I got that like I was able to come to that conclusion and there was quite a bit of this going on throughout where the characters would just be very clear yeah and there was just quite a bit of this going on throughout where the characters would just very clearly explain something that just mm. happened or was about to happen. And I didn't always think it was necessary. And then that kind of, but that's in opposition to the point we said before about how they did just let certain moments hang. Like yeah. they let emotions and feelings hang in the air. But it was a lot of like, this is how gay people have been treated. This is how we feel about it. And this is what we're going to do about it. There was a lot of yeah. sort of that sort there's of going a lot on. With, um, there's a lot with Dominic West's character, isn't there? Because Dominic West's character is, is, a, is someone who's uh, older. And yes. there's a lot touching on like, oh, you know how it has been. 
as a gay man for this many years in yes. places. Yeah. There's a, there was a touch with the political stuff. There is, I, I must say, I, it doesn't bother me. I'm mm. sort of happy to let it slide for the, for how heartwarming I find the film. But I could understand how there's a little bit of some early dialogue where it's like the government with the Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher in the mid-80s, yeah. Yeah. don't understand how <laughs> the miners, the working men and women of this country, yeah. it's a, it is a little bit like that. But I suppose if as an informative piece of entertainment, maybe there's an element of people need to know. I don't. I know what you mean, though. That's I do, I do to, totally mean what you mean. One thing I want to ask you, actually, coming back to your first point, is is there a character you wish you'd spent more time with? You know, if there's a character um, like, I'd like to know a bit more about them. So, um, so, uh, oh God, what's his name? So Mark's, Mark's friend. Mike. Seems to be his closest friend. Is it Mike, is it? He's yeah, Joe Gilgan's plays, character. Did he play like Rudy and Misfits or he something? He did, he's from, uh, yeah. I've met him, I've met actually, I've met Joe Gilgan. Have you, yeah. Yeah, so he's from the same town as me. Um, oh, is he, yeah. And he's exactly like that in real life. He, because I did, did a bit of reading around it, and I think he co-founded LGSM, yes, his character. Yeah. He's very much, but yeah. You don't, yeah. you don't really feel that in no, the film. It, it, and it does make it look, I mean, I don't know, you know, we, we don't know what went on in real life, but it makes him look like he's a bit of a clinger on to Mark, to yeah, the point where Mark snaps at him and, like, and sort of goes, you fucking leave me alone, do you know what I mean? Mm. And, and it's as if, like, is he just doing it to sort of be part of something and he's not actually a real you know, having a real input, but actually, like you say, mm. in real life, it would seem that he is very important to the cause sort of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, so like a little bit more from him. Yeah, I think so. What about you? Um, Probably, uh, probably Steph. Is it Steph? I don't know. The, 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 uh, the, the only female member until the other and so the, two the, lesbians yeah, join her. Yeah, the other yeah. female member and then the two lesbians join and then they leave to start they, their own thing and she won't go with them. pit closures, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, I think it's Steph, but her that character, I thought she, I thought because I thought she was great. Yeah. And you know what? I'd love to know. I, I'd love to sort of pull on that string and see where they were now. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. I'd be, I'd be interested to know. But uh, but yeah, I, look, you know, I, I can see most of what you say in there. To be honest, it's just I think sometimes you you have these films. A bit like you are maybe with pop star of like you can see that, but you just don't care. It's hard, yeah, it's hard yeah. for me to be objective about pop star. <laughs> but none of these things that I mentioned were major offenders, and they didn't diminish my enjoyment of the film. So we'll move on to talking about the critical reception next, because Alice, mm. I believe you're going to take us on a journey. Oh, I am Josh and listeners, get ready as we go down the rabbit hole for this segment. We're going to call Alice Down the Rabbit Hole. So, for this segment of Alice Down the Rabbit Hole, it may come as no surprise to you that this is very quickly going to take a Terminator-esque turn as one of the actors in the film Pride is called Kyle Reese. Kyle plays Carl, who is the fellow who asks Jonathan for dancing lessons to help impress the ladies and is a character regarded as symbolising the slowly but surely changing attitudes of the people in the mining village. This Kyle Reese was born in Port Talbot in 1988, about eight miles east of Swansea, for those of you interested in Welsh geography. He started his career on the stage after graduating the Royal Scottish Academy of Music 
music and drama and eventually made the move to film and television, making appearances in Hollyoaks and Emmerdale. Most recently, he's just finished production for an upcoming political comedy film called Chariot, which follows the story of a corrupt politician who is prepared to do anything to win an election in post-Brexit Wales, where Reese plays the son of the main character. This, of course, not to be confused with the 2022 science fiction comedy of the same name. That Chariot stars John Malkovich and has such a bad score on IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes that I think I'm going to watch it, and if it's any good, might even choose it for a future episode. And that was Alice Down the Rabbit Hole. <gasps> Wales and Terminator in the same rabbit hole. Is that the most <laughs> Alice? I know. I was like, Kyle Reese. Oh Peak, peak Alice down the rabbit hole. Anyway, okay then, let's move on to talking about the critical reception then. Now, presumably you haven't seen it, so... I have not. What would you give it and how do you think it did? So I do I do reckon it did pretty good. And then I think you said at the beginning of the episode, you definitely don't think it's underrated. And it was a pretty big hit with the critics. And I mm. kind of expected that, to be honest. Me, I would give this probably a high seven. So I think we're probably, for me, about 7.7, I think okay. would be appropriate for this. What do I think it got? I reckon it creeped into the eights, you know? I reckon okay. we're looking at... A uh, uh, low to mid eight. I'm going to say eighty three or an eight point three. So, do you, would you think that's overrated if it was? Um, I don't. I I mean, well, technically, yeah, I, I guess, <laughs> but I don't. I don't know. I just think some of the some of the things about the character development and that and the the not rushed nature of it, but the fast pacedness of it, which mm. obviously had to happen. Uh, to tell the story, mm. but for some of those reasons meant that there was just a little something missing for me, mm. but I can fully see and absorb why people would love this film, mm. and so I totally get that. So Fair I enough. don't even think I would think that that's overrated. I would just maybe give it slightly less. Fair enough. If that answers your question. Yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Uh, so, so, okay then. So at the time of recording on IMDb, it gets mm. 7.8 out of 10. Oh, is that what I said? No, I said 7.7. Oh, close, though. Close. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, the audience give it 89%. Wow! And the critics give it 92%. <gasps> Holy moly! Which averages out about 86 or 8.6 out of 10. Them which I would say... Is that? Well, I mean, look, for me, I think this is a 9 out of 10 film, so I would say that's slightly Damn, underrated. Yeah. But, being, but try, trying to be more objective, perhaps, perhaps that is appropriately rated. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think, yeah, yeah, that is a big score. That is a big score. You said that you thought it may also be slightly underseen. Yes. So it didn't do well in the box it, so office. So according to what I've got here, although mm. bo box office figures always vary. It's hard, isn't yeah, it? It is hard to find an exact answer. I, I tend to go with box office mojo because they seem yeah. to be the best from all this most consistent. And according to that, it got it grossed $16 million word, worldwide. That's one six, okay. which is probably not even its budget back. It's not massive, is it? So, that's so I, I, I would say it's underseen because because that's not that much money, and also, do you know what? I think everyone should see this. I think it's, I just think it's almost perfect. I love it. Wow, almost perfect. Yeah. High praise for Pride, indeed. So, what are we saying then? I picked it because I think it's underseen. Is it underseen? I think we could agree it's underseen. I didn't even, you know, I thought it was about lions, um, <laughs> and I think. I I would not be able to say that that score is underrated, but if you think it's underrated, Josh, this is your episode. It's 150 for Josh. We can put it in the underrated pile. Go on. 
Okay, there we go. Another one in the bag. That's 150 episodes. Um, as I say, we don't well, want to labor. We don't. We don't want to labor the point too much. But thank you to everyone who's stuck with us so far. Uh, keep listening. All you support is, is it really is massively appreciated. Otherwise, do you know what? We wouldn't bother doing it <laughs> um, <laughs> if you weren't listening and supporting us. So uh, there we go. 150 episodes done. Pride is underseen. Um, and Joe, you know, I just wanted to talk about it. I love it anyway. Alice. One five one. That falls to you. That's your oh, pick oh, next. Oh, what, oh my god! Uh, big, what, big what, pressure. Big what, pressure. What we start in the what we start in the next hundred and fifty films off with? Okay, so for next week, oh, I can't <laughs> believe I'm going to do this. This oh, has been gosh. on my list for a while, but here we go. <laughs> We're going to watch and talk about Pink Floyd, The Wall. Pink Floyd's The Wall. Mm. Okay. There we are. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to make about that. I know. Well, we'll see. We'll see what you've got to say next week. I'm well, yeah, interested. Well, in that I'm case, interested. Yeah, uh, join us next week. We're going to talk about Pink Floyd's The Wall. Uh, in the meantime, if you'd like to get in touch with us, it's filmsinthatpod at gmail.com. We're on Patreon, head on over. Um, it's uh, patreon.com forward slash just films and that. Any support you can give us is massively appreciated. We're on all the social medias, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Just search for just films and that. You'll find us. Hit us up, give us a follow, get in touch. We like to hear from you, suggest a film. We'll add it to the list of listener suggestions. Um, and we are also on the television, aren't we, Alice? We are indeed. Every Friday from 6pm, you can find me and Josh on the local TV network talking about all our favourite underrated and underseen films. So if you live in Birmingham, Bristol, Leeds, Liverpool or the northeast of England, you can find us on Channel 7 on Freeview. Or if you live in North Wales or South Wales, you can find us on Channel 8 on Freeview. That is every Friday from 6pm, me and Josh having a chat about all our favourite underrated and underseen films. Yes, there we go. Lots of ways to uh, see us, hear us, get in touch. We always like to hear from you. And thank you very much for continuing to listen. Uh, hope it's not been too uh, taxing 150 episodes for you. And we hope, <laughs> we hope you stick with us. Um, it's goodbye from me. Cheerio. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.